Kissing babies and hugging fat girls. You are a sniveling little suck-up sellout full of suffering succotash, son. And you book a match with me, that's right, Killing. Look at me, I'm a total package, I will rip him apart, I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> total Fool Marks with Dan St. Germain. Welcome, everybody, to Total Effin' Marks. I'm your host, Dan St. Germain. I'm here with the hilarious Tony Hinchcliffe. Thank you for doing this, hey, man. Of course. Good to I be appreciate here. it, oh, man. Yeah. This is my uh, second wrestling podcast I've done this week, so I think I, I, think <laughs> I, re- I have a serious I really, problem. I'm very original in my content. Who, who's other wrestling con- podcast? I do. I'm part of a wrestling podcast. You do me, it, too? Yeah, me and my buddies do one every week called The Store Horseman, where we oh, jibber-jabber. Awesome. Who, who else does? Who, it's you and who else? I don't know. Oh, on that one? Yeah. That's me, uh, Matt Edgar, Johnny Scordis, and Chris Burns. How many How many podcasts do you do now? You do yours, Kill yeah, Tony. Yeah. That. And then I sometimes do one called The Pony Hour, where I interview. If I have like, somebody cool, I can interview. That's I interview awesome, man. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Of course. I appreciate it. All right, let's start it off with the 10 count. Number one, did you see the gauntlet match on Raw? I actually didn't see it, but I uh, did my homework and and uh, know all about it. Oh, it's fucking what great! Yeah. What do you think of Seth Rollins? I love Seth Rollins. I, I think he's too. a star. I think I he's too. got a real championship quality about him that I can't, you know, it's I can't put my finger on it, but I can. It's very, you know, Shawn Michaelsy. Like he just right. seems like athletically he deserves. It seems like he jumps higher and does things sometimes. When I, when I talk about him, I sound like Burt Reynolds in Boogie Nights because I'm like, his physique is <laughs> <laughs> dripping. And I've heard from a friend that uh, has like a workout company, a nutrition company, that they've seen him work out before, like compared to super duper like Olympic athletes. Really? And, and his like the things he can do is vertical, his speed is like everything is insane. It's amazing. That yeah. guy's body. You know, like you almost forget he dated a Nazi. <laughs> Wait, did he? Yeah. that His ex had all these like she she did like the. She did like the oldest Nazi excuse in the book, where it's like she had these like uh, like German. Pr- She's like, no, it's a German pride symbol, or it's oh like, God. oh, it's a symbol of the occult. But then you realize, like, oh, Hitler. Now like I know where he learned the curb stomp from. <laughs> I had no idea. Ed, it was Ed Norton's finisher. Yeah, I just I rewatched that for the first time in a while. It's been a while. X. How's that? It's not great, man. Like when you're a kid, you think it's great. It's like the same way you think Con Air is the best action movie yeah, when you watch it, yeah. and then you look back and you're like, "This was written by a fucking four year old." You know what I rewatched the other day that double held up? What? The People versus Larry Flint. I would love to re-see that movie. Another Edward Norton movie. Norm Macdonald's in it. Yeah, he's got a little thing in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Woody but Harrelson, my man. God, Woody Harrelson. Is Courtney Love still great in it? Courtney Love is great in it. I mean, she really, I don't know whether she was off the drugs or on the drugs. Is she back like, on the drugs now? I don't know. But in, for this character, 
her character's on drugs, so I don't know whether she was on it, and that's why she's so she's great. She's so or good at she, that. Yeah, it's unbelievable. There's no way that... It's crazy the way that that relationship ends that I haven't had one relationship that's ended like that. <laughs> one where she just overdoses <laughs> in a bathtub. <laughs> and I'm looking at, like, security footage. <laughs> I feel like that that's, that's, that's going to be my uh, that's gonna be my next uh, end of a relationship. Um, yeah, I, I, the Gauntlet match, when we get back to wrestling, it was like uh, he did, like, an hour of wrestling, if you guys haven't seen it. It was, like, the most incredible thing I've ever seen. And he's kind of sucked this year, I thought, up until this point. Because last week we just kind of dumped on him on the podcast. But this was the first time that I was like, "Oh, he's gonna, we're gonna be like fine." And at the end of it, Braun Strowman did his. Th- I don't know why. You know, we'll, we'll get to that later on. But I mean, that like that first two hours of wrestling was like the best wrestling. I've, I mean, the Rumble was great, but it's the best wrestling that I've seen yeah. since then. It seems like that episode, from what I understand, was very like reverse. It starts off mm-hmm. with a gauntlet match and then just sort of trickled off into nothingness. By the end of it, I don't even know what they were fucking doing. Yeah, but yeah. but they got the party started early on that one. Yeah, that was great. I love. Uh, do you do you hang out with any of those guys? Uh, do you have like wrestling friends? Yeah, I was re- that, I was really close with Rowdy Rowdy Piper oh, shit. for a long time. Sorry, but man. now um, now it's cool. We just were hanging out with Chris Jericho the other night at the comedy store. Is he doing like stand up now? Or no, not yet. He's just hanging out, watching, having fun. Uh, Enzo Amore is uh, is one of my buddies. So he's now doing potluck on. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I um we're friends with Dolph. That's our main buddy, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, yeah. I have like a lot of like a lot of a lot of comics are friends with that guy. I don't know him. He seems nice. Um, but the one the Roddy Piper story that I have, I did the show Friend of the People on True TV. It was like Kevin Burnett and Jermaine's sketch show, and I did it. I was so excited to meet him, and I, I went up to him and I did this total smart mark thing where I was like, I was such a big fan of you at WrestleMania Eight for Bret Hart, and he just looked as soon as I said that. Like, all the respect left his face for me. He goes, thanks, kid. And I'm like, ah, God damn it. <laughs> and he, you know, he'd been, Roddy's been, like, hitting the head a lot. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, you know, like, during the entire, like, he started, like, heckling me when I was on set. Like, so I was, like, I was doing my thing. And then all of a sudden, I just hear from the back, I hear Roddy go, ha, kid's got no ass. Uh-huh. Which is the weirdest heckle that I've ever, like, he's like, he's got a flat ass. But I was doing the show, and Mr. Kennedy gave me his finishing move in 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 this in the show, and I had eaten. I was still drinking at the time, so I had a bunch of whiskey and like fucking fried chicken the night before, and then I had I had fried chicken during that day. I had like a double dose of fried chicken, like the most diabetic fucking twenty four hours. He gives me this finishing move, and I shat my pants a little, like a little squirt. So I had to run offset and shit for like twenty minutes while Bobcat Goldwith, who had never met before, like literally they had to hold the fucking. They had to hold shooting because I was just shitting this like lava mold in front of my childhood hero. Oh my like, god! Like it's one thing to shit your pants, like to shit your pants in front of like fucking Roddy Piper or like Kurt Cobain. I'm just I can't even think of like man. It was a rough. It was a rough time, man. Yeah, you don't want to do that in front of Roddy Roddy Piper. No, he didn't give a. He was totally fine with making fun of me for the rest of it. You know? My God! So he knew you shit your pants. I think he was kind of out of it. He fell through a prop chair. <laughs> Oh, okay. Like ten minutes later, but I mean that guy was uh, this guy was out of this world. What was it like hanging out with him? It was amazing, so cool. He was just so nice, such great. Like you know, it was sort of like a mentorship because at the time when we became friends, I was just a door guy and super, super, super broke and right. And he was just a nice guy. He'd hang out with us and take us to eat after like uh, the nights at the comedy store. Sometimes two oh, thirty awesome. in the morning. Yeah, I remember one where we went to a Denny's. Uh, 
on Sunset and Gower, which is like a crazy yeah, yeah. I know that. Denny's. I know that Denny's. It was like on a Friday or Saturday night, and I remember there being a line out the door as we pulled up, and I'm like, geez, this is going to be awkward because <laughs> Rowdy, Rowdy Piper is going to have to wait in this line with me and, you know, like Matt Edgar or whoever. And, uh, man, I remember him walking right up to the th- – and I go, man, Roddy, there's a long line here. You know, not saying we shouldn't eat there, but sort of hinting like there's a line. <laughs> and I remember walking with him all the way to the front, and I was, like, nervous for him. And the, right. And the guy at the front who's just swamped with people and menus goes – Oh my God, Roddy, Roddy Piper, follow me right this way. How many? Three? Okay, follow me. And it was the coolest That's feeling awesome. in the world because I was nervous for Roddy. I didn't want him. To, I didn't want to see him get like told like, "Oh, sorry, there's a you know 45 minute wait." They were like, "Fuck this." Oh, it was like the kid. It was that like would the, be more exciting to me. Hanging out with Roddy Piper is more exciting than like hanging out with Bill Burr or like fucking Chappelle for me. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because I would I would be bored. I, I you know like I, I know at this point you t- you know like you get so bored with fucking like what's your process as a comedian. But if I could hear about like Brutus Barber Beefcake doing blow on a Greyhound bus, I would yeah. fucking listen to three hours of that shit. Well, you probably can. You could probably get him for this. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you that he's driving the bus now. I've worked with him before. You can get you can get Brutus Beefcake on this. I'll just tweet at him. Not even DM. Just out in public. Just at Brutus Barber Beefcake. He will. As soon as you say this, we just see his head sticking <laughs> to the door. He's like, "Somebody say my name." I've been sleeping in the parking lot. Number two is CM Punk back on the end. I wrote this as a topic, but then it was clear who was trolling everybody with the yeah. Chicago. Do you think there's any way he comes back? This is the most Mark. This is really the most fucking like I, it, you don't feel more more. You, you the most pathetic you can feel as a wrestling fan is asking another wrestling fan is CM Punk gonna come back? There's, it is more pathetic than is my high school girlfriend gonna break up with her husband? You know. I think everybody's got a price, and uh, I absolutely think that eventually CM Punk will be back. I think if it's only for a big WrestleMania or payday or something like that, certainly. He's in tip-top shape. I mean, it's not like he went and started acting like so many WWE guys or whatever, you know, like try to do. He went to the UFC, and he's training in, like, crazy martial arts. Insane to even be able to try to compete in that. It's daily just getting your legs kicked and beaten and jumping and working out and jujitsu and all the crazy shit that he'll be able to bring back. He might even be, you know, a a better wrestler. Who knows? But, yeah, I I think we live in the day of, like, the Conor McGregor getting, you know, $100 million for fighting Mayweather. I think certainly uh, CM Punk will take a fat paycheck from WWE. Yeah, and how I, much would it cost you? Because you're doing well now. You're on the road. People are coming to see you. How much would it cost you? How much would WWE pay you to take a year off of stand-up to just work with them at Stanford? Is there any price? Oh, man, it'd be a lot. It it'd would have to be, be a lot, right? Yeah, it'd be probably, um, I'd say probably $3 million. Three or four, Really? Three or $4 million. It's one of those things, because I hear it's such a fucking nightmare to work there, yeah. too. Yeah. You know, like in so many different ways. I hear it's like... It's like really, it's like, it's, it's like SNL, but even, (laughs) but way crazier. Yeah. And I would, and I would hate to get my ideas shot down. I hate to get them shot down in a comedy thing. Right. Which I feel like I know I have a great understanding of from being there and doing it every single night and doing the late spots and the dirty rooms and the, everything. I'm, I feel like I have my finger on the pulse sometimes when it comes to that and when i get my ideas shot down and that it drives me crazy so i can't imagine and it's also a guy shooting you down who can beat the shit out of you 
which is a whole different type of yeah. <laughs> like it's one thing at least a comedy if it's like in a writer's room or like stand up. You have this fu- like in the back of your head you're like, well, you know, whatever, man. I could could probably yeah. kick this guy's ass, but it's yeah. like no, probably like fucking Michael yeah. Hayes could beat yeah. the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Vince could do a lot of bad. He could do worse things to you than just beat you up. He can make you like bark like a dog and shit like that. Yeah, God and God forbid you're in a massage parlor. Uh, Kiss my ass. <laughs> Number three, uh, NXT. Uh, Jim Cornette and NXT. This is another story that kind of Jim Cornette drives me nuts because when I first started like kind of getting into shoot interviews, I used to like love hearing him rant. But this week he talked about how much money NXT was was uh, losing. He's like, oh, they lost, you know. You know, like I forget the exact numbers, but it was like five million this year, and then fifteen million the year after that. I don't have the exact numbers, but uh, it, 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 the whole point was just him going like, "Oh, at Ohio Valley Valley Wrestling, we wouldn't have lost that money because he used to run Ohio Valley Wrestling." And I've I, I've never gone a one eighty with a dude where I used to be like, "Oh my god, this guy's the funniest, most creative person," and now it's like, "Well, he's never lost that much money doing Ohio Valley Wrestling because he didn't have to pay people. <laughs> it wasn't the best up and coming guys in the world." Right. Well, his point was like, it's "You're paying crazy. all these guys from New Japan, and they're not making money." And he's forgetting like, well, he's not like taking into account the fact that WWE Network subscriptions have gone through the roof in yeah. the last year, and the primary reason for that, I mean, it's the pay per views, but it's also because NXT and you can get it there. And he's also not factoring in that it works. Like they're they just gave Nakamura the Royal Rumble championship. Yeah, yeah. So you want if you want to be ahead on the things, like it's a building thing and just and I'm sure he's talking about what their live numbers, their ticket sales. Yeah, and, he's looking at it from a very narrow lens. Yeah, exactly. That's just a weird take, but I could see why Cornette, who's probably running out of shit to rant about, like is <laughs> like, well, yeah. NXT seems like it's losing money. Let's let's freak go after out that. about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sick of making because now it's like I can't shit on the young bucks because they're making too much money. So let me go. Yeah, that's just kind of. But it is also kind of fun. I mean, wrestlers just bitching about each other is super fun anyway. So I'm fine with that. Number four, um, what happened to SmackDown? I cannot, I can't get through the show anymore. This yeah. week, I was like, I was, I watched the whole thing. I was like, all right, let me pick one thing for me and Tony to talk about. There wasn't one thing that was worth talking about. This yeah, it's week. bad. It's, it's brutal. Re- it's really bad. It's brutal. I always just get the uh, get the Cliff's notes on the SmackDowns, and uh, I haven't even, I didn't even, I haven't even done that lately. Like, yeah. It's like I've been catching up on my wrestling podcast with the news i go like what are you guys talking about and they'll have to explain <laughs> to me and catch me up in front of the listeners so. yeah it was fucking brutal man it was the most brutal thing it was more brutal than that cnn town hall what was like no, the worst wasn't. part um it was i mean right now i wish that there was a worse part i wish that there was you know uh, a lavar bell moment you know yeah. but the worst part um pro- i mean the worst part is the fact that i don't have an answer for that it's that you know, the end of the match, it's like another match between AJ and Baron Corbin, and it's, a, and it's a good match. But then Kevin Owens comes out with Sami Zayn. They beat up AJ Styles. And then somehow Baron Corbin beats those guys up after he just lost clean to AJ Styles. So it doesn't really fucking mean anything. I don't know what the story they were trying to say is because it's a fatal five-way. Even the guy who's not the most talented wrestler can somehow pull out a win because people were distracted. Maybe that's the story they were trying to Trying, but I, I they just—they're not doing anything interesting anymore. Yeah. Um, and then you have Randy Orton just come in and like RKOing new talent, and so he's in the United States title pick. I feel like that guy needs to disappear for like two years. And it's so funny because if I ever meet Randy Orton, I'm gonna be like, oh hey, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm ter- terrified nobody brings up something on the uh, 
on the thousands of listens I get for this podcast. Uh, number five, why is the main event of WrestleMania Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar? I don't understand why they're going with Roman versus Brock Lesnar. I mean, I, I get it at this point. At this point, it's just almost like to prove. It's almost like at this point, Roman Reigns in WWE, it's like. Asking that girl to get married, who everyone knows is a fucking nightmare, but they're like, I mean, we've gone this far, so... Are you 100% positive it's going to be Roman? Yes. Really? 100%. Why would... I mean, why else would they set it up this way? To mess with us, man. I think I think they're so good at it. I think they know what they're <laughs> doing a bit. I mean, I just don't think Roman's going to win this thing. I just don't see you, it Who happening. do you think is going to win? I really think Finn Balor is going to win in no a weird way. <laughs> Here's why. It's because it's the match that people like want to see. But uh, just the only reason we don't think it's going to happen is because stuff like that doesn't normally happen. Right. I mean, if that happens, that would be incredible. But I just don't see that. And you think it's going to be Roman and you think they're going to put Roman over on Brock yes. clean. And then by SummerSlam, they're going to realize he's not moving the dial and they're going to go with somebody else. Oh, man. See, I think they have such a monster in Roman that they think that they have people thinking that he's going to win. And it's, and it could be a stunning elimination chamber if he doesn't. I mean, if and he by the loses, way, that would be great. I hope I'm wrong. And I by hope the way, you're right. I'm one of those guys. Like, it's like the same way that I like to hope that Mayweather is going to lose so that we right. can see the historical moment. But like. And I always think Roman's going to win. I can't believe it. I've let you think it Mayweather's going to end up going to the octagon? I really don't know enough no. it. There's no way, right? Fucking way in the world. They got us with the McGregor-Mayweather thing in boxing, like, and it was great. But what he's doing now, I have no idea what he could be cooking up for. Just counting money. I mean, if he ever tried it, it would be so embarrassing for him. So embarrassing. There's no way around it. There's nothing. It's not even like... Even in the boxing match, I said McGregor could win a few of these rounds early right. on. He's got, you know, he's got a risky gas tank, but he did a little bit better than I even thought he would, and I thought he could do good. And, um, but in this thing, it just doesn't There's work no that way, way, right? No, he McGregor would disintegrate his legs immediately in the first ten seconds. Just two leg kicks, whap, whap, and that would be it before he before Mayweather even got close to. Well, they had talked. I mean, we talked about this last week on the podcast, but they have talked about. CM Punk versus Floyd Mayweather in the octagon, which that that would be just the funniest fucking thing in the world. I mean, at that point, it's just like throw OJ Simpson in there too. just unless just, Mayweather went through a year of training. I'd still take CM Punk in that fight, believe it or not. Well, it's just that guy's just I mean, that guy, there's just there's not enough money. I mean, I mean, that's in his fucking I moniker, but I can't imagine him wanting to do that. It would be a lot of money, but my God. Oh, yeah. God. No I mean, way. it would be hilarious. Yeah. But I, I want to see Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar just because Braun's great on the mic and he's, he's a lot of fun to watch. Um, and I feel like that's the guy. He's like, every time that – every I mean, the mark of somebody who's going to make money is that when they have a catchphrase and in two weeks later everybody's wearing the fucking catchphrase on their shirt, yeah. you know, the Austin 316 logic, then you should just go with this guy. But, you know, I mean, I, I, I could see Finn too. I, I like Finn. I, I don't know if I've seen him as the next guy yet, you know, yeah. but – I think they'll be selling a lot more Balor Club t-shirts if they put him up against Brock. Oh, yeah. And, like, the, you know. Well, no one wants to see Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Although, like, it, but I would want to see Roman and Ronda versus Triple H and Stephanie because it's just, like, it's going to everyone, – everyone would boo the fucking match out of the building. Besides yeah. Triple H, you would just get cheers 
at a you know because there's no one else to fucking root for in that yeah. thing. Yeah, that's what I want to see. You think Rod is going to get booed out of the building on Sunday? Oh, I'm worried, but I don't think so. Where is it at again? It's at um, Las Vegas. Yeah, no, she's going to get a nice warm welcome. They like her there in Vegas. I mean, by it, it, she might get a little bit of some, you know, there'll be a little bit of heat, but no, she, at a place like that, Vegas is, a, you know how Vegas is, even for yeah. us, it's like, it's a spot where people that are there for the weekend are finding things to do. It's not like Vegas locals go out like, woo, we finally have <laughs> entertainment here. Like, no, they already, they spend their money on the tickets for like the things that they see every year, you know, the Roger Waters is in the, you know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Does this yeah, makes yeah. sense. Like, it's not like, they know WWE's coming back and like, <laughs> I, I don't know. So I think it'll be a specific kind of welcome. Can you imagine? I would fucking hate living in Vegas. Oh, the worst. It'd be the worst, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at the bottom of all places. It's one of the only places that I have like the two day rule for. Like, that's it. I had to do something. I was there with, uh, actually, uh, when I was writing on Not Safe with Nikki Glazer, we did this thing where we did 24 hours in a strip club and we were at this strip club called Sapphire. Have you ever been there? No, I don't go to strip clubs that much at uh, all. Well, there's there's no reason to. Yeah, but we were there for 24 hours. I say this, I've been to, I've I've I fucking listened to stripper screenplay ideas. <laughs> uh, but we we were we were there. <laughs> She's like, it's seven meets uh, adaptation. I'm like, great, please, I'll pay for whatever. But we got there and uh, and we get in there and then the guy who was um, who was running the door in Sapphire, I was like, I fucking know who this guy is. And then I walk by and I come back and I'm like. Are you Disco Inferno? No, and it was he way. run. He is like that floor manager, Aaron uh, from All Things Comedy, who's uh, kind enough to uh, record with us today. Uh, is nodding his head. He's there. He's the floor manager. He runs a wrestling podcast. I forget with who from Sapphire. What? He still looks great. Wow. The guy's fucking ripped. Good lord. I love wrestling. Is one of those things. Like if you end up as a strip club floor manager, it's it's. It's like kind of in the middle of the pack of how you can do. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the worst. Man, he puts the word pain in champagne room. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's stupid. That's more <laughs> badass than what his character was <laughs> as a wrestler. Disco Inferno. <laughs> I mean, geez, that was a channel flip to the raw oh, every no, time was. when it was. I kind of liked it, but yeah, <laughs> no. When it was the when it was the Monday Wars, it was like a telltale, like goodbye. It's bad. One of those ones where I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> it's bad when the character, when the wrestling character makes you miss Disco Stew from The Simpsons. You're like, yeah, oh, the Simpsons <laughs> character is like doing a better version of this. Number six, Titus Worldwide gets a title shot because. I guess there's they need to put it on them so they can give it to the revival afterwards. That's the only I mean, is that the only reason to do it? I Titus O'Neil, by the way, every time I hear that guy getting interviewed outside of wrestling, I like want to root for that guy. Mm-hmm. He just seems like the fucking best dude. He's like a great dad. And, yeah. You know, he got fucked over by Vince with that one thing where he like like shook his arm and then they suspended him for a month. But I just can't get fucking behind it. I don't know what it is. I mean, uh, yeah, it's just not there. There's just not the character. It's like Ahmed Johnson light or something like that. Right. It just doesn't have me just because it's like that guy. It just. You know what? Somebody said this to me like, like because he doesn't wear elbow pads, Mm -hmm. he looks more naked. Yeah. No, definitely. And if you don't wear knee pads, you look a lot more naked too. And I don't think he does wear knee pads. I don't think so. He seems like one of those guys that doesn't. That should be his gimmick because you should just be naked. Yeah. And tackle people. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I want. Goldust would love it. 
Oh man, I was watching those old clips of uh, Goldust when he was like doing the S and M thing. That was a lot of fun, man. See, that'd actually be a funny booking. Make uh, I keep wanting to call him Terry Crews. Titus Titus O'Neil. <laughs> Titus O'Neil, the naked guy. Put That's him, it's not far. Put him up it. against the fashion police and have them like it. You know and, I mean? yeah, and then he has to fight Goldust at the kink.com dungeon in San Francisco. Yeah, the House of Horrors. Have you ever been to that place? No. I, I'm outing myself as just a creep. I'm like, have you, <laughs> <laughs> like, have you ever been to one of those uh, Brian Singer pool parties? They're not bad. They're not bad. Number seven, Daniel Bryan for Shane McMahon. That's a mat, dream match uh, that no one wants to see, but I guess that's what they're trying to build right now is that they may bring Daniel Bryan back just to fight Shane McMahon. I, don't, I, 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 I think he's too injured for that to happen, but that would be the match that they would slot him in for. That sounds crazy to me. Yeah. That, would, that just sounds horrible on all levels. I'd much rather him uh, do anything other than that. And Shane as well. I mean, I'm just over I'm, it. I'm over it. It's getting to the point to where it's just sad and he makes people look super weak, and mm. uh, it's just gross. It's, you can't throw a punch. It's an old fundamental thing. Like, don't have non-wrestlers able to m- make wrestlers look weak. And the fact that they do it with Shane is just so. It's like, what does your dad run the company? You know what I mean? Like, it just it feels it. It's also kind of a thing too, where it's like everybody kind of likes him. Like, like the fan base likes him. So he can't even do like the rich snotty son thing anymore, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even sound like a rich snotty. He just is like, guys, yeah. oh, is like, it's like if Mark Cuban wrestled, it would be fun for the first two times. And then you're kind of like, all right, well, it's just a rich dude. Yeah, it's like if he jumps up on that cell again, I'm just gonna hope it goes bad. <laughs> Number eight, uh, we're gonna get to the elimination chamber predictions. We're gonna start with the men. So you think it's gonna be Finn Balor? Yeah. Who do you think the first person eliminated is gonna be? Um, I think that the first person eliminated will be John Cena. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's the most surprising pick. Yeah. That's why I think it. I think that they want things to be surprising and yeah. cool. And Did you meet Cena? Have you ever met talk to Cena? I actually haven't. Yeah. No. But I listened to his interview on Howard Stern and feel like I know him. Wait, was that, <laughs> when did that come out? Was this this week? Years ago. Oh, years, years ago. and years ago. I remember it being a good one because Howard really tries to ask him if he's ever done steroids. And, and he like, just wants to. And Howard's say. like, come on, dude. You can tell me right now. You know, one of those things where Howard's <laughs> trying to squeeze it to him. And, <laughs> and uh, he, did, he didn't uh, get it he out. He didn't break. Yeah, he gave every vitamin that he uses. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> I take a couple of vitamins too, and I still look like a giant tit. So, yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, he's like he's he's like one of my top five favorite wrestlers. But yeah, that's the that's the move to go, especially if they want to build up, you know, him versus the Undertaker. Um, I think it, I think it's going to be Roman Reigns. I really hope that I'm wrong. If uh, if I am wrong, um, I'll buy you a burrito and I'll be happy to do that. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Number nine, uh, Elimination Chamber prediction. Uh, the female Elimination Chamber, who do you got? Now, this one is... Uh, I'm a little confused on this one. This is for Alexa Bliss's title. Yes. And uh, she's not in it, right? This is to fight Alexa Bliss at WrestleMania. Yes. This, no, she's in it. I'm sorry. It's Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks versus Bailey versus Mickey James versus Mandy Rose Versus Sonya Deville, and the last two sound like vodka names, but that's it's it's these six. Hmm. Bailey's in it, and the winner it's Royal Rumble winner Azuka. She hasn't decided who she's going to go with. Bailey's in it, and right now, um, I mean, you know, the match that I want to see here is, um, 
because you're gonna do you're gonna have to do Azuka versus Charlotte. They've already built that up, mm-hmm. and I think with the the the, the rumors is gonna be Alexa Bliss and uh, fucking Nia, Nia Jax or whatever. But mm-hmm. I think you kind of want to say. I mean, at this point, you kind of want to see like Sasha Banks and yeah and Bailey like yeah. have have Sasha go heel and ever win at Mania. Yeah, I know she's supposed to be a dick backstage, but there's nobody who's better than her. Right. Right. Yeah. No, she's great. At the live events, she really shines. Her and Charlotte. You know, and obviously Oscar, but yeah, her. You know, they're the three of them just seem on an entirely different level. She's just kind of like it's like, oh, she's a dick, and I'm like, well, so is Shawn Michaels. It's fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, nobody yeah. wants to see like, you know, Titus O'Neil seems like the nicest guy in the world. I mean, you don't want to see him win the title. Um, and the last thing that we're gonna do, if my phone ever works, and it does, and I apologize, uh, is uh, number ten. We're gonna go through the other elimination chamber predictions. We're just gonna do this fast. Okay. Well, Ronda Rousey signs her w- her raw contract. Do you have any prediction here? She's just gonna get in Stephanie's face. Um, I think her and Stephanie are trying to make it look like she's sort of like a corporate uh person at this mm-hmm. point. So far in, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's a tough one. I don't know exactly what that's gonna look like. But Oscar's not in this brand, or she is. She she is um. Yes, she gets. Uh, yeah, she she goes. Yeah, it's her. It's her versus Nia Jax on this one. Hmm. Oh, that's just a separate event, not yes. in the. Uh, it is a weird stipulation that if she lo- if Nia Jax wins, she's in the championship match. Oh, wow! Yeah, man. Well, then what are the what's the women's elimination chamber for? <laughs> no, it's crazy. Th- it's crazy because you had this Royal Rumble, women's Rumble. I thought it was pretty good. And then Ronda came in and was supposed to be this big bolster for the women's division. They haven't apparently the elimination chamber ticket sales haven't been mm-hmm. that stellar. I also think that partially, par, partially that's Vegas. Like, exactly, it's a town that's just going to give a shit about fighting. Or exactly, like, and it, again, it's a town that's going to realize they want tickets that weekend when they realize let's go to Vegas. Yeah, let's just do yeah. that. I I can't like if I lived like every time like I said before I, when I was in Vegas last I went to that twenty four hour strip club and then I went to this AA meeting. Which was like one of the most depressing fucking AA meetings, and you know I've I, gotten a lot back from AA, and I, I won't go into details. So I left the AA meeting, and I go to the strip club that's like right near there. Yeah. So you went to a strip myself. club for twenty four hours to an AA meeting, and then to another, to another strip, strip club. club by myself, and it was like the grossest fucking strip club. First off, it was like one hundred and ten degrees out, yeah. and then I get in. And this one chick is like, do you want to dance? And I was like, yeah, I guess. And she was like wearing, it looked like she was wearing like a dirty nighty. You know, like Dan, you know, like, you know what, what the babies were wearing and nothing but trouble. It seemed like she was wearing yeah, that. Yeah. It was like, it was under, like, it was almost like, like what John Adams, wife would wear. And there was like shit. It almost looked like there was like stains. Oh. Was, like, so she takes me and I, what I think I'm going to get, I'm either going to go to a coat or like, I'm going to go to like a fucking couch or a chair, or even like a, she takes me to the private lap dance room and it's just a futon. <laughs> She gives me a lap dance on this futon, Ew. and I'm look and I look out of the corner of my eye, and I see just one dude enter, and he puts a dollar in somewhere and gets a Pepsi. <laughs> There's like a soda oh, machine shit. in my sight distance from getting this lap dance. I was like, I think I may have to fucking when castrate she, myself. When she was giving this. you the dance on the futon, at any point did you think about pulling the lever and turning it into a bed? <laughs> the fucking party started you know what I mean? at that point yeah you're just like can i just can i just give give you money to like go to night school because i feel bad about this entire interaction uh matt hardy versus bray wyatt i mean 
I love this feud when it was starting out. I, as far as my prediction, I, I'm just I just hope it's over after this. Yeah. But they bury Bray Wyatt so often that for some reason I think he's gonna win this. He's got to win this, yeah. right? Yeah. Can we just have an angle where like if he loses, he's got to clean those fucking dreads? Yeah. Jesus those things Christ. are uh, crazy. They're disgusting. He hasn't washed them since Sister Abigail passed away. <laughs> he inherited the uh, he inherited the, the dreads. And last, uh, Luke, Car- Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson versus The Revival. This, sadly, sadly is probably going to be the second best match on the card. But, I mean, I-, I like these two teams a lot. I mean, I like The Revival a lot. I like their theme song. So, I'm sure they're going to win, right? That's got to be. Usually, best theme song does win. Yeah. That's, That's why it. I also think, you know, in that one, Finn Balor has a chance. If Bobby Roode was in it, maybe I'd go with him on the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. This I, and I was talking to somebody about this. Like the, I think it was James Adomian who said this. The one, the thing that like wrestlers have over stand-up comics, which they'll also have, is that like you can go heel in a crowd. Yeah, we never do that. You can't go like, if you go heel on a show. Like that club's not going to fucking work you again. Right. Sometimes I uh, have you ever gone heel in a crowd? Yes. Sometimes I can get away with it. Uh, What's it, the meanest thing you've ever said to an audience member? Um, you guys are at the wrong show. There's a better show just downstairs or on the other side of the wall. Sometimes I'm at the comedy store where it's literally like you guys are so stupid that you picked the wrong show. You paid the same amount Chappelle of money. Is yeah, yeah, you paid the same amount of money and you're looking at me and I don't even want to be here. Like it's like you, you know, turned into like yeah, fucking yeah. Eliza Minnelli at the end of that. Oh, I, I love it. Oh, I love it, dude. I, I did it. Uh, you know, I did it the uh, the other day. Like I was uh, opening for Joe Rogan in a theater in Bakersfield. Oh my and god! I'm just like, I, it's my first time. Was it being... packed? Oh, of course. of course, right? Oh my god! Yeah, he did two theaters, Jesus. two theaters that night in Bakersfield, two the next night in Fresno, and then again in Santa Barbara the next <sighs> just night. Stacking money. Oh, it's awesome and doing great shows. He's at the top of his game, and he lets me do a half hour before him in front of a sold out theater. So I'm having awesome. fun. And they sort of know me as sort of a dick and a wrestling fan from being right. on his podcast. So I can I can also dilly dabble in that. Like, oh, you know, like Bakersfield, like, you know, fucking I've never been this high up on the Grand Theft Auto map before. <laughs> you know, normally I just fly a helicopter up here, blow shit up and leave. Like, you know, this place is scum. Like, what made you guys stop here? You're so close they, to so they many like great. Oh, or, they fucking love it. You oh, know, they you great. know they think it sometimes, and <laughs> nobody's gonna say it. So, yeah, I just did this. Uh, like, fucking. They need it sometimes. Sometimes they need to get made fun of. The people that live in these cities. Well, you know, a shit town's either the worst show you're gonna have or the best show. There's yeah. never like a middle. Yeah, I, I was in Bakersfield. I did this like NASCAR themed. It was a private airport that ran its own comedy show. Um, it was it was actually a lot of fun, um, but I, I've I've had it gone the other way because then I did this show and I did this club, the worst club I've ever done, and I'll fucking say it. I, I did uh, Joker's Live in Richland and Washington. Mm. Mm. Did their New Year's shows. I fucking ate it. That I, you know, the audience hated me. I had I had one show where it was okay. The whole fucking town is named after the like, like it was like the it was like the play. It was a comedy club in this place called Atomic Bowling, and it's called Atomic Bowling because the town built the Hiroshima bomb, mm. and they're fucking proud of that. That's wow. it is insane to me that they're they're proud of like one of the. 
like uh, greatest human rights violations of all time, atrocities of all time. Yeah. So I'm doing there on a New Year's, and then I fucking ate Papa John's by myself. But damn. By the end of that, what what year was that? This was last year. (laughs) This was. I decided to do this before my album recording. Oh my god! I'm like, wow, this is so sad. You must have really been grinding. How many years ago was that? This was this New Year's. I did my album recording at Madison Comedy and Club on State the next week. Those are one of the best shows I've ever had. And before that, I just did I did that. And I'm like, what am I fucking doing? I almost quit comedy on stage. I love it. It was horrendous. Horrendous. So anyway, watch the Elimination Chamber. Um, we usually, at this point, we do create a wrestler. Yeah. What, what your gimmick would be. Tony, what would it be? It would be the billion dollar man. <laughs> I think they're missing out on a huge opportunity for there to be like some kid, spoiled kid that inherited a bunch of money. And one of the things is you don't know who he paid off to win or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they can make it look real for a little bit or this or that. Or maybe he pays stooges to help him. And he maybe he has more money than even the McMahons. Oh, and like, great. You know, I feel like that 1%, what an ultimate heel, like, to just be this spoiled inheritance, like, rich kid. And it gives the other, he gives his opponents, you know, a lot of room to make fun of him and, like, (laughs) you know, drive him crazy and get him all worked up. Like, oh, that's, I earned some of it And then he can do the Million Dollar Man thing at the end where you just make a documentary about Christianity. (laughs) That's, like, the last (laughs) heel move. I gotta, I gotta see that documentary. By the way, I, I made fun of that. And this year, like when I was at my lowest, I, uh, I read Shawn Michaels' book about finding God. Wow. Yeah. Do you have to like cross your eyes to be able to read Shawn Michaels' <laughs> book? <laughs> he is, he is not, he is, he is not the heartbreak kid anymore. Oh my God, that thing he's is crazy. That thing is insane. It's fucking nuts. He's the only person when he's in the middle of the ring. He's looking at, uh, he's looking at the camera and gorilla position How at the same time. How has it gotten time. this bad? It's getting worse. It's getting. Like, it's <laughs> gonna go get so bad. It's gonna come back around again. Yeah. And his eyes gonna be totally fine. It's gonna come back around. It's it's a winter time right now. It, when, it, the, when it comes around <laughs> on its axis. <laughs> I, uh, his eyeball is on the road to WrestleMania. <laughs> oh man! His eyeballs turned heel. Yeah, uh, his eyeballs turned heel. <laughs> it is. It is. It, it didn't look this bad. And I, I even think at WrestleMania 32 when he did that Legends run in, yeah. he looked fine. Yeah, a little bit. But this past was, year, that Raw anniversary, yeah. it was fucking crazy. It was shimmying to the sounds of Sweet Chin music. <laughs> That thing was, just wobbling around everywhere. It was, it was, it was, it was really rough. I've never. He's. It's the first time where it's gone the other way. Where now Marty Jannetty can feel good about himself. <laughs> that's how bad. That's how crazy Shawn Michaels' eyes got. He must have some kind of degenerative X disorder. That was really good. I didn't know how to word that. At midnight, start again. (laughs) Start up again. At midnight wrestling one. Can you imagine that? Me, you, Mike Lawrence, just going insane. (laughs) I can actually hear the ratings drop. (laughs) Yeah, as we mentioned. Yeah, we would set a record for most answers ever. Like just like (laughs) silly fucking. We would do that, and then at the end of it, it would just be like Comedy Central closed its doors today. Yeah. Um. And last, ruin of WrestleMania, what booking decision would absolutely piss everyone off who listens to this podcast? Oh, man. Here's how you do it. You, Who's the money in the bank guy right now? Right now? Well, now it's nobody. It's Baron Corbin. Okay, perfect. So you make it be Braun versus Brock, right? Or no, I'm sorry. Brock versus uh, Roman Reigns. And uh, everything, like... Just over the top. Roman Reigns, you know, Brock, 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 Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
obviously all of a sudden you know repowers up and just starts hitting his spears and his <laughs> one punch and his stupid kick when the guy's halfway out of the ring yeah. you know all four of his by. moves all <laughs> four of his moves and then he hits a super punch and uh wins on the first like attempt <laughs> just like clean like when you think it would be a one count just three <laughs> and uh uh, the crowd's booing like crazy. Uh, what's his name? One more time, Money in the Bank champ. Uh, Baron Corbin. He's like so meaningless. He's to already me. My lost him, but he's got he's got it back somehow. Okay, he cashes in right then at the end of <laughs> WrestleMania. Now, obviously, in this moment, he is a face. You know what right, I mean? Of course. Like the crowd is just rooting for him. Just one Superman punch gone. <laughs> one, two, three, Roman Reigns wins. If we're pissing off the marks, that's how you do it. Literally just have them going, why? Just, why would you do it this way? And then just 30 minutes of pyro. Yeah. It doesn't even make it just pyro for Roman. <laughs> pyro, all the pyro budget they would usually use. Oh um, Tony, thanks so much for doing this, hey, of man. Course, my pleasure. Um, is that a wedding ring? Are you married? I am. I got married a few months Holy ago. Holy shit. Yeah. I didn't know this. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Who'd you get married to? I married a lovely Australian girl. Oh, that's awesome, yeah, dude. Is she women in LA now? Deeply obviously. in love. Yep. She that's lives great, with me. Man. Life is good. Whole different little calmer. Do you guys have, are you guys have an apartment yep. all that shit? Yeah. That's it's fucking great. awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Really happy for you. I'm excited. She's my Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> Just Lex, Lex Luger is going to kill her in a hotel room. <laughs> uh, so, uh, hey, what do you have to promote? A bunch of crazy shit. I'm yeah. uh, about to uh, this tape is my come next out hour. Tomorrow or Saturday. Perfect. Congrats on the Netflix hour, by the way. This was two thank, years ago. Thank still. you. Thank you. And uh, going to make another one soon. And awesome. I am touring it everywhere Salt Lake City, Phoenix, Tempe. You're going to be wise guys? Yep. Oh, Providence, awesome. uh, Seattle at the Parlor Live in Bellevue. Okay. Um, yeah, I know the place. So many fun places. Zany's in Chicago, Nashville. So many fun places. Tony is, is your chick going on the road with you? Your wife? Sometimes. Some of the fun cities. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm going to take her to nashville i think and uh you don't need to bring her to peoria right even though i did take her to boise and let me tell you something that's a great city have you been there no i've never been there to ask your people to send you to boise well obviously by the by the by joke by by me describing jokers live (laughs) i'm open for going anywhere i'm gonna be doing a weekend at chernobyl so please (laughs) but but also check out kill tony my live podcast i've done it it's really fun if you guys are wrestling fans and you want to hear a bunch of more silly marks marking out and i do a bunch of characters on it and stuff check out the store horseman okay great i play uh vince mcmahon sometimes calls in what's your how's your vince can i hear your event (laughs) <laughs> this is the most, I'm doing the most Byron Allen thing in the world. Right. I'm like, hey, we hear Vince McMahon be, maybe on the phone. Yeah, well, uh, you know, you just get it together and bark like a dog. <laughs> yeah, that's good, man. Calls in angry a lot. <laughs> That's great, man. Well, thank you for doing this. Uh, yeah. Uh, and as far uh, check out all things comedy, allthingscomedy.com. Um, you know, subscribe. They have more podcasts than just Bill's Burrs, so they've got a lot of good shit. Uh, rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Subscribe. Get your friends to sub- subscribe. You can check out my dates on my website. And uh, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Talk to you soon. <laughs>